Welcome to Friendship Radio and to the grand march through life. My name is James Huey, facilitator of the Friendship Personal Retreat Program here in Galveston and on ships cruising seas throughout the world. Offering the gift of listening hospitality, I invite you to join me here on KGBC, Friendship Radio for Southeast Texas, as we explore topics to enrich the quality of your life. Power of positive living and friendship. So it is good to have you here on this delightful Thursday evening. We appreciate your kindness in joining us here at AM 1540. Several people have asked me periodically in the last number of weeks, what are defense mechanisms for? Well, basically, they're hiding places. They're hiding places for us as human beings. They give us a chance to define ourselves and protect those parts of us emotionally that are very, very sensitive. They are projections of our self-image, and frequently they tend to be unconscious. This last part has to be emphasized because so often we are using ways of helping ourselves stay healthy and to protect ourselves from sometimes the intense hurtfulness that comes with reality that we often do not see the defense mechanism actually operating in our lives. Well, in wellness psychology, we encourage people to be open, to share themselves with others, to learn more about who they are so that less and less of themselves have to be protected from the intense uh, difficulty or the intense pain or the intense joy even of real life. Well, if we say that others can see defense mechanisms a lot easier and a lot faster than we can, what are some of the ones that would be of interest to most of the people? Probably one, and that I'm always hearing about, not from the title of what it is, but people trying to understand what it is. And the first one is reaction formation. Boy, now that sounds like quite a phrase, doesn't it? What is a reaction formation? Well, it's basically an overcompensation. We see an individual who is overcompensating by exaggerating and overdeveloping certain needs within them as a defense against unconscious tendencies of an opposite and unapprovable character. In other words, there are certain feelings, certain behaviors that the person is trying very hard not to have breakthrough. For example, and this is the one that generally comes up whenever I'm talking with someone, the extremely dogmatic person, the one who is absolutely sure of everything. This is the person who is also called Mr. Always Right. He never has any doubts publicly. His self-image generally isn't strong enough to live with doubts that may be internally. Generally, the person has to have an exaggerated form. Once again, if you see someone who is over-tender or overly sentimental, sometimes it can be a reaction formation to feeling hostile or feeling anger. We don't strive to suspect every good inclination, of course, because there is a lot of good going on. But the thing about reaction formation is that it's always an overcompensation. It's always exaggerated. The compensatory attitudes are sort of an example of leaning over backwards to avoid falling forward. For example, you will find the reformer type, the preachy and the self-righteous, 
one who viciously hates sin and sinner alike without any recognition of normal human weakness. And sometimes you see this in people, and sometimes there is the tendency to want to really straighten them out. We can accuse the dogmatic person of pride and oftentimes feel called to help him learn sweet humility. In fact, these people are not at all sure of themselves, and the more we try to defeat them, the more we try to cultivate doubts and expose the errors in his thinking or in his or her feeling, the more he has to compensate. His dogmatism will probably become even more extreme and obnoxious. So as you interact with people and as you recognize this particular type, the one who is so dogmatic and so strong in their views, then understand that generally and frequently when we're talking about extreme exaggeration, we're talking about someone who generally is exhibiting opposite behavior of what they're feeling. Another defense mechanism that is frequently used is projection. All of us tend to disown things in ourselves and project them into other people. We often try to rid ourselves of our own limitations by attributing them to someone else. For example, let's go back to the early days of the Bible. Adam explained his sin to God by saying, the woman tempted me. Eve ascribed the whole calamity to the serpent. It is also a projection when we blame other things for our own failures, like the circumstances, the tools that I have to work with, or even the position of the stars. We are often tempted to ask the other fellow, why don't you look where you're going when we bump into them? It's a very common human inclination to dislike most in others what we often cannot accept in ourselves. And yet we spend lives fighting that, and we really seldom have a chance to check out and understand what are those things within ourselves that we have difficulty accepting. The real mystery of projection is that we don't recognize these things in ourselves. They often tend to be very repressed. We strongly condemn in others what we cannot admit in ourselves. The stronger, the more exaggerated the dislike of anything or any quality is manifest, the more it should be suspected as projection. So if you find yourself in a zealot kind of category, a situation where you really have difficulty accepting the traditional human failings of individuals, where you have difficulty balancing between extremes and the intensity at which you feel is thoroughly exaggerated, then projection can be suspected. When someone gets a bug on hypocrisy, and oftentimes we find this as people share their own religious faith, they often condemn it and they proclaim that it's widespread among the human race. I mean, you've all heard people say, the world is just full of hypocrites, or the church is full of hypocrites, or the school board is full of hypocrites, or the people at IBM are full of hypocrites, or the people in city government. But it's oftentimes probable that they must repress the conscious recognition that they themselves might be hypocritical. And in reality, most of us have some degree of hypocrisy. Most of us do, because once again, there are a few of us that can be classified as all bad, all good, all right, or all wrong. So once again, as we work with projection, and as we talked about in reaction formation, 
the real challenge here is to recognize whether it comes across as exaggerated. We mentioned earlier when we started this, and perhaps we should finish up, various defense mechanisms, and that's rationalization. And this is the most common form of ego defenses. As a technique for self-justification, it's hard to beat. Well, what is rationalization? It's when we find some reason for our action which justifies it. We're going to do something, or we've already done something, and we've got to find some reason for our action. And not only some reason for it to just explain it, but to justify it. To justify it to ourselves, as well as justify it to others. We often think or rationalize our way to a preordained conclusion. Very often, we in psychology will say there are two reasons for everything that a person does. The good reason and the real reason. And one of the challenges of personal growth is to get beyond the good reasons to where we have to practice self-deceit with ourselves or we corrupt our sense of integrity and openness and wholeness with other people. We oftentimes rationalize our failures. We find justifications for our actions. We make our emotional preferences our rational conclusions. One time when I heard an individual say, why do you drink beer? And the person responded, well, because it has malt in it. The person pressed a little bit further and he said, well, I like it. It helps me feel uninhibited and it helps me feel secure when I'm with other people. But so often we give up at what is the real reason or the good reason and do not press on in our own personal growth. So often whenever we learn knowledge about and understand behavior, some people tend to become what we call in psychology junior Sigmund Freud's. We feel a need to point out the deficiencies in other people. We feel a need to go and say, aha, I see you with rationalization, or I see you with projection, or reaction formation, or displacement, or any of the defense mechanisms. We must be very careful that we do not assume the vocation of acquainting others with their faults. Now, oftentimes, we may feel that it's for their own good. We may feel that we have the right and we have the insight, we have the knowledge. But basically, this is for an individual to decide. Hopefully, as we acquire knowledge here on the power for positive living, we make it power for ourselves. Not necessarily power on acquainting other people with how they need to change to fit into our world or our expectations. Sometimes we can be tempted to unmask others. We can be tempted to smash defenses or to leave them kind of naked emotionally. But I believe this would be tragic because once again, if the psychological pieces ever become unglued, who will put them back together again? I believe that we need to share and open ourselves to each other, but it to be a decision that I make for me. I must not try to be the guarantor of your integrity. I must not try to guarantee your honesty. That is your work. My work is to be honest with you and to be honest with myself. And together, I believe we can build a personal growth model that is effective for each of us.
I do thank all of you for listening in here on KGBC this evening, AM 1540, Friendship Radio for Galveston County. I do hope that this program and our other programs have provided a valuable resource as you write your life novel and make the choices for your day. And I hope you'll join me again here on Friendship Radio for Southeast Texas, KGBC, AM 1540, as we continue each Thursday to explore topics to enrich the quality of your life, power for positive living and friendship. This is your friend and host, James Huey. Until next Thursday, good night.